All right, welcome back to JD's Playoff Preview. I've ditched Uncle Tab for these YouTube shorts where I'm going to walk you through the second round series in the NHL playoffs. And this edition is going to be focusing on the Columbus Blue Jackets and Boston Bruins. So, in the background, Columbus comes in having had nine days off since they swept a historically great Tampa Bay squad. This will be Columbus's first time in the second round after their first ever playoff series victory. So congratulations to the Columbus Blue Jackets. Now, on the complete opposite end of the spectrum, two days before this series, the Boston Bruins beat the Toronto Maple Leafs in Game 7 again. Sorry, Toronto. I know the whole city is burning and everyone's getting fired. Tough to see you go down in seven games, but the Bruins seem to have your number doing it year after year. Boston, as we just mentioned, is returning to the second round for the second year in a row where they lost to the previously mentioned Tampa Bay Lightning. All right, so let's go ahead and look at the Columbus Blue Jackets. A key for them is going to be to continue to have an effective neutral zone trap. This is one place where the Leafs had some real trouble in the games they lost. Defensively, they were soft in the neutral zone. This allowed Boston to attack their zone with tremendous speed. Once Boston's forwards got their feet moving, they, were, they are the best and have been the best all season when they play downhill and attack in direct lines into the opposition zone. Torch trap should negate a lot of the skating lanes, open skating lanes for the Bruins forwards, but it will be up to the Columbus players to execute and have active sticks to deny any straight line drives from the Bruins' top guys. If they can slow the Bruins down and force the Bruins to play more dump and chase and have to chase the game a little bit, that's where Columbus is going to be able to out, outwork the Bruins. Columbus's MVP has to be Seth Jones. Seth Jones has become an absolute beast on the back end, just a stud of an NHL defenseman. He plays a ton of minutes, and he's been very, very effective this year, shutting down the opposition. The part of Jones's game that I think still, still has room to develop and still does need to be cultivated a little bit more is on the offensive end. He did some of this in the series against Tampa Bay where he had goals and he had you know, timely shifts in the offensive zone. But if he can contribute, but if he can continue to dominate defensively and contribute on the offensive end, this team becomes incredibly dangerous. Columbus's X factor to me has to be Matt Duchesne. One of the major Ottawa Senator giveaways from the trade deadline. Duchesne struggled when he initially came over to Columbus. It wasn't easy for him, but in the last round, he was able to put that behind him. And even though he hasn't shown us the consistent form he's capable of, he found ways to contribute. This is going to be really important for Columbus. They're going to need a lot of scoring in this series, and they're going to need to be lethal on the power play. Duchesne was able to help specifically contribute on the power play, and if he can continue to do that, and they can make the Bruins pay shorthanded, I like Columbus's chance in for moving on in this series. Now, let's switch it over to the Boston Bruins. A key for the Bruins 
is going to be forechecking. As we just said, if the Bruins are chasing the game against Columbus, it's going to be very hard. In round one, the Bruins deployed an effective two-man deep forecheck with a third-man high to seal off any transition, specifically sealing off the middle of the ice. In the games the Bruins lost, their forecheck was not as strong. This allowed the Leafs' talented forwards to play with the puck in transition. The Bruins will need to get after this Columbus defense. If they can force turnovers and grind the puck in the offensive zone, they can dominate this series. For their MVP, the Bruins are going to have to turn to Brad Marchand. It was a pretty simple formula in round one. When he put up points, his team won, and when he didn't, they lost. I can't see this formula changing much in round two. The Bruins lack an abundance of secondary scoring options, and if they want to continue the city of Boston's mojo and get to the cup this year, they're going to need Marchand to continue to play like a star. For the Bruins' X-Factor, Jake DeBrusque. As I just mentioned, the Bruins lack an abundance of secondary options, but DeBrusque is one of those options, and he is a quality option at that. They'll need him to continue to step up and continue this banner year in round two.